this album definitely has a message. It definitely has some feeling and thought behind it. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited to actually release it, not to be cool, not to get famous, not to get signed, not to do anything. It's just my message. And I really, really like that. I've never done a, a podcast before, so I don't know quite, you know, how it's all set up. Uh, well, I think this is a, the, the most low budget post podcast ever, like you, maybe you ever would be. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. And it's not a problem. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I wasn't expecting uh, your deep voice after hearing your uh, singing. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I sang with my voice as deep as it is, it would just sound muddy almost. So I try to sing as high as I can. But no, yeah, to be honest, you have a very nice voice. And so far, the music oh, well, thank are, you so much. are very nice. Um, and to be honest, like, let's just get into this quickly. The, go the ghost song, that's a, that's a, I think that's a, the name. Yes. I think that that's what you showed me so far, if or find. I think that's a, that's the best one. I I love oh, the I love the melody and, and it's, it's it's very good. Well, thank you so much. A ghost song was definitely it's my baby so far. It's it's the song I'm really 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 proud of. Um, so it, it's fun. I've done a little songwriting course before I decided to release anything of just online, you know, kind of mm -hmm. a songwriting course and they kind of asked me to write a song based off of a film that I watch. So I watched a film with uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck called A Ghost Story. And it was very much about a guy who passes away and he comes back as a ghost and has to see his life continue okay. on without him. And so I decided once I finished that film, I came back and I wrote this song and I, I was really happy with it. Well, that's an interesting backstory. I, I think I need, I, I'm not sure if I've seen that movie, but I guess I, I have to watch it now. It's a very, um, it's a very artsy film. It's a very artsy film. I think you see one of the characters eating a piece of cake for about 10 minutes. <laughs> you just kind of have to watch it. It's part of the film. <laughs> well, I don't think, but no, that's not true. I'm sure people could... Uh, confirm that I'm the slowest person to eat a dessert. I I love to take my time. <laughs> Even a yogurt takes me over five minutes really? to eat it. So I think I could have been in that movie to eat that cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You get the flavors at least. I, I feel I'm the opposite. I have to get dessert in me as quick as possible if it's good. Well, I do this with the normal, like main food. I do, I, mm. I eat quickly, but the dessert it has to be like, just take your time, enjoy the flavors, and that's it. <laughs> of course, of course. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, I don't know, really. I, I like, I like everything, but not too sweet. I don't like a very, very sweet, like, you know, what's that? Oh, that is not coming to my mind now. But um, 
I, I just don't like when it's just too sweet and it's a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it does make sense now. My English is going away suddenly. <laughs> no, my wife is the same way. She, she likes things, but they can't be too sweet. Um, so I'll always show you, oh, yeah, try this. Try this. You go, it's nice, but it's too sweet. <laughs> I, there's no such thing for me. I love sweetness. <laughs> I see. What's your favorite dessert then? Favorite dessert. That's a really, really tough one. You um, see? Not that easy. Well, I, I like pecan pie. Okay. Uh, pecan pie. It's, it's a very Texas dish as well, pecan pie. Um, we have it um, specifically around uh, Thanksgiving and November. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm, are you familiar with pecan pie? Not, not pie? so much. I mean, uh, I heard about it and for one as well, because I'm really, um, very much of a France fan. So I grew up on those Thanksgiving episode only, but, <laughs> but now I, um, I, I not really had those yet before. Of course. Well, it's just, it's a mix and it's weird because I've never made pecan pie before. I've just eaten it, but um, <laughs> you can veganize it because I, I know you were telling me you're vegan as well. And so am I. Yeah, um, that was a beautiful surprise. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can veganize pecan pie and it's, it's interesting because I don't like pecans itself, but once you put it over a pie, it's delicious. Mm. Sounds good. And I, I will have to look for it then. I'm going to try to make it. I try to make it. Now I want some sweet, you see? <laughs> well, you have your matcha, don't you? You're telling me. Yes, yes. I just made them. I don't know why. My, actually, my, my picture and my voice is not in, in sync for some reason. And it's really annoying. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've got my... my little tiny Nespresso right here. I wanted to say it's very posh. Very posh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think these were at a little charity shop. These were, I think, one pound for a whole Oh, set. okay. I said, why not? Yeah. Yeah, they're very <laughs> cute. Nice. So, well, so you are a songwriter. And the yes. singer. Yes. Um, interestingly enough, I started off when I was 14 and I played a lot of restaurants, but I played covers, you know, I played other people's mm -hmm. songs and I kept going for years and years and years. And I played on cruise ships as a piano player on cruise ships as well. And um, that was great. It, I met my wife on a cruise ship. I moved to England. Um, after working on British cruise ships. Uh, so it was phenomenal, but I just got, I got tired of singing other people's songs. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always written songs, but I've never had the courage to actually, you know, really release them. Mm -hmm. I had one album that I did when I was 15 that had a lot of songs on it that were, I was a bit young. So some of the songs can be a bit silly. 
um, <laughs> but I haven't released anything since then. And so now I've stopped working on cruise ships. I have a fantastic job on land now in England. And okay. you know, during my free time now, I'm able to kind of, you know, I was able to go to the studio. I was able to record the songs I've written and was getting ready to release it. And then, of course, lockdown happened with the coronavirus and everything mm. like that. Um, so I was just kind of lounging around, not really knowing what to do. Uh, but I found my old recording software for my laptop. And I have several instruments around the room and my piano, of course. And um, I just felt like, you know, I, I, it doesn't need to be perfect anymore. I can just release something that I'm proud of. And even if it's not perfect, even if it doesn't sound professional or anything like that, it's at least something I'm proud of that has a lot of heart. And so that's kind of what I want to put out in the world right now. It's basically keeping me busy during lockdown, but it's also a bit of a passion project too. I see. I mean, uh, well, as I can hear, your microphone is pretty good. So, I mean... If if you look around, people putting out music on YouTube and everywhere else, Instagram, Facebook, without any serious technical background, not studio and stuff, and and they sound awesome. And that's that's doesn't really matter, is it anymore? Like how serious studio you're doing? It's the the music were actually. I mean, I used to I used to listen to music that has haven't been recorded in a studio at all. But I just keep going back on Instagram to the person, and I just keep listening to the first one, like what what she just sat down on the floor and sang her song, and that's it. And I and I love it. So, of course, yeah. I see you have a guitar in the back there in the background yes. as well. Yes, I'm not. I cannot be too proud. I'm self-teaching myself over ten years now, and I barely can play because I have no time to learn. You know, this kind of excuse. Of <laughs> but I'm, I'm working on Phoebe uh, Buffet covers. Phoebe Buffet, get some smelly <laughs> cat in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm so bored as well uh, as I'm furloughed as well. So it's just like, let's just let's just try and play. <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, I think it's just those little things that we, we get in touch with now since lockdown has happened, you know, picking up an instrument, playing and, and writing. There's something very human about that. And I really, really like it. I really like the fact that it's getting to become more do-it-yourself. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people in, you know, bedroom pop and things like that, a lot of these young folks are creating albums just right out of their bedroom. And I find that incredibly inspiring. Um, you know, folks like Billie Eilish and stuff and her brother just making albums right in their bedroom with just what they've got. Um, it's, it's really, really inspiring. It made me just kind of realize that, you know, you don't need to wait for a studio. Uh, studios are phenomenal. And the studio I was working with was incredibly great and they were amazing at helping me with my song. Uh, but of course we just, I don't have that option anymore. And, you know, I think I have a lot of great gear and a great stuff that I've got so far. This microphone actually, uh, was gifted to me by a friend when I was in high school. I had a very shiny fifties mic 
1950s microphone. And that's I, so cool. <laughs> it was because I, I was young and I wanted to be Elvis Presley, you know, so I have a 50s microphone and uh, I traded it for him and he he gave me this condenser mic. And uh, I'm really, really lucky that I've got this because it, it, it does do the trick when it comes to my recordings. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of a, it's kind of a human element that's returning. Mm. Yeah, but, but you said now because of the lockdown, you can't continue the work in the studio, yeah? So it's mean that, that your recording for the album is not re- done yet. I don't really know I'm what not. to, like, um, so you, the, you haven't finished recording your songs. Right. I've got about six songs recorded still out of about okay. 13 that I've written. So there's going to be more work to do, but the album isn't due out until the 17th of October. So there's still a long, long ways to go. And the speed at which I'm doing them has been, has been pretty good, pretty healthy. I always make sure I set some time aside uh, to kind of record. I, I, I sometimes get too crazy with it. My wife, you know, hasn't seen me in a few days and is like, where's Andrew? And I'm, I'm pretty much always recording as best I can. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have to remind myself to take a break every now and then. Um, but I feel like it's just such a fun and interesting project because the album is called Death of an Optimist. So it's all the songs start off very positive and almost happy. And they get darker and darker and darker and more cynical as they go by. Um, then the end is, of course, Ghost Song, which you've heard. And, you know, that ends very, very melancholy as well. And I think it's just a good, it's how I feel with the whole lockdown thing. We start off very positive and stuff. And then as the lockdown goes, we start to, we start to struggle to feel positive, don't we? We start to feel a bit sad about things. Um, So I think the concept of optimism and keeping optimism is really, really interesting to me. Uh, so I just wanted to make an album that kind of plays with that and reflects that. I actually, I really like that. I, I, I can't, can't wait to listen the whole from first to the 13th um, because it sounds like there is a message in it for sure. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, the message is what I'm most proud of. My, um, my previous album was universe. And I was um, such a young kid. I just wanted to make a professional album and show it to my friends and be like, oh, look, you know, I'm a rock star. Um, <laughs> but the album was great, but it had no message. It was just me recording fun songs. Um, this album definitely has a message. It definitely has some feeling and thought behind it. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited to actually release it not to be cool not to get famous not to get signed not to do anything it's just my message and i really really like that no that's 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 a beauty in it no expectations you just do what makes you happy and smile nice exactly right yeah we have we, we can learn a lot from each other i mean in general 
like so many of us out there just always want to do something for something to get in return but that's actually is never good for a long long run no not really i i feel like um one of the i think i was reading about buddhism the other day and one of the buddhist principles was like you know a lot of times we set expectations out and then we get a bit sad because we don't meet those expectations and a lot of interesting things happen in life when you don't have expectations when you just go with the flow and when you just kind of do things without having a massive expectation on it and that really spoke out to me i think it really changed my entire um my entire outlook on music not saying i'm buddhist or anything but i find that principle really really interesting um to just do music because you enjoy it and to do music as a reward in itself as opposed to chasing something mm, exactly it's just i mean i love music like I, I kind of, I could nonstop listen to music and well, I, I love to sing. However, people around me ask me not to, but, um, oh. <laughs> but I don't care. I, 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 I you know, that's, that's the thing that people are going to keep doing, just singing. Why not? And about Buddhism, I, I also have book as well about, about it. Like, I am not necessarily religious and it's very it's a very sensitive subject and I don't want to really talk about it but I think the the best I I don't know I think that Buddhism is the most um closer to me in a sense as in if uh, you know grew, grew, grew up as as a catholic and or the other type of religion they are so I don't know really how to say, but they're very strong and strict over things. And Buddhism is about faith and nothing really is there to, to tell you how to live your life, if that makes sense, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's exactly that. It's kind of the, from what I'm gathering, from what I'm learning about it, it seems to be a lot of the... Um, release of expectation so it's kind of you know releasing that expectation of what you have on the world of or how you should act or how things should turn out and just being happy with what you've got and i really really like that message especially gosh i'm working in customer service like i do now and working in um in lockdown and stuff you know you kind of need to know to just just be a bit you know, happy with what you have at the moment until things get better. Yeah, and that's why actually people, and in a, in a, in a way myself too, uh, struggling with this time now. I mean, mm. just before lockdown, I was on holiday and I went back to work for a week and then it, I, I went for self-isolation two weeks. And then they said, no, you don't need to come back. So it's like three months now I'm home. And well, I'm kind of enjoying it, to be honest. But it's, it started getting to my head as well. That, okay, what's next? What, what we can do? But it's, it's, it, as you said, people start struggling now. So Yeah, and, and to, to be fair, I think 
a lot of my opinions on lockdown come from a very privileged place because I don't quite understand what it's like for others to be in lockdown. I only know for me, it's, you know, I'm, I work from home and I play music. So for me, lockdown's not so difficult. You know, maybe I cut <laughs> my own hair and that's it. But I know for others, I was speaking to a woman on the phone the other day, uh, a bit older, who was just telling me how she hasn't been able to leave her doorstep uh, for the last several weeks up to the last few months because of lockdown. And it completely went over my head that there's folks that can't really even leave their doorstep. You know, I'm lucky enough now I have a back garden I can go in and then I can kind of walk around to different parks nearby. Um, but I didn't even realize that, yes, there are people who have not left their house in months. Mm. Uh, and that must be incredibly stressful. Yes, I know. I mean, I can imagine um, people with living in flats. I mean, right now, I mean, I did, I did have flat before, like oh, two years ago and stuff, but now I have a garden and obviously it's much easier. It really, really does make a difference, doesn't it? Just to at least go outside and breathe some fresh air. Yeah, exactly. So now they actually, sorry. Yep. I was just going to say my wife and I lived in Salford previously. Uh, so that was really, really towards the inner city. So we had an apartment or a flat at the time and we were in lockdown for quite a bit and it was just nothing but concrete. Um, we were very, very close to moving anyways. We had already signed a lease. So we were able to to move safely and move in safely and kind of set up here where there's, it's a bit more suburban. Uh, but, you know, still going to that city and being in lockdown in a city like that, it, it's just, I, I don't know how some folks do it. It must be incredibly stressful. Yeah. I, I, I can understand them as well that they're going out to park, but just, you know, the rules they are breaking anyway. So it's, it's hard to judge. Mm, it is very, to... very tough. It is. But again, uh, not to shamelessly bring this back to my album, but I feel like <laughs> um, it's just a nice way when you're kind of up against a wall and you, you can't really do much. That's kind of when a lot of creativity sparks. So a lot of people are coming up with such creative ideas uh, beyond just making an album. I've seen a lot of people you know, show support of different causes by doing raffles at home and, you know, by doing their own creative businesses from home. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of shows that we don't have to depend on going out or doing these big, massive company things when we can depend on ourselves as well. You know, whether it's, you know, passing out free books to people or making sure your neighbor has everything they need and things like that. Um, I think that human element is coming back. It feels a bit more human, uh, which, you know, I don't think is some, it's something we should have learned, hopefully without a lockdown, you know, it shouldn't have taken a lockdown, but I think now that lockdown is in place, people are, I think, ultimately coming to help each other a bit more. Yes. And, and 
something I've noticed as well. Uh, it's, well, where I live is a small town. And when we, I mean, my family go out for a walk and especially it's like a small area, it's like a small village. So it, where I, I'm coming from, obviously in a, in a village is a very different image, but you know everyone normally. So it's like always like, hi, okay. And like, you know, you always, always greet each other. And when we go out for a walk, nobody even looks at each other and, and like, and I always, I always said to my girlfriend that I'm sorry, this is just so weird for me. Like, I just don't know, like why people can't even just look at each other and just, hi, nothing. Yeah. But since the lockdown, you walk, people are looking at smiling. Hi, good morning. And I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> like people actually decide that just even just a small smile can make somebody's day. It's and so true. You know, I, I realized the same thing coming from Texas, um, where I was in Texas, when you pass by someone, you kind of say, hello, how are you doing? You know, how's your day? You know, you smile, you wave. That's that. Um, when I moved to England, now, you know, albeit I moved to the inner city part of England, um, everyone was exactly the same. It was very walk straight, don't say anything, don't look at anyone, you know, you go straight ahead. And, um, you know, it, it's very interesting now that you're right, folks are now starting to say hi and smile and, and kind of miss that human interaction now that it's been taken away, now that we don't get to see everyone as often as we used to. Mm. Well, don't get me wrong. So many times I walk on the street and I'm just like this, but it's not because I don't care. I am sewing my little word or listening music and I just, I'm just, just walk. And sometimes I don't even notice where I'm going. How many times I've been there, like I'm driving home and I miss the, the junction because I was just, just sitting in my car and I'm like, just looking out of my face and like, oops, I need to go now more, longer way to go back. And so I can walk like this as well. But when, when, when I, you know, just go out and enjoy the nature and, and the walk itself or the company, like when I'm not by myself, it's obviously much easier to, to notice everything and people around um but yeah i hope that um we are getting a little bit you know as a humanity a little bit you know better shape in so many reasons would be nice to oh absolutely i i definitely hope so it definitely feels like with a lot of um with a lot of adversary with this lockdown in a lot of ways, we're going to come out with a lot of ways to be better than we were before. I think there are a few folks that want to return back exactly to the way we were before. But I think it's interesting to come out of this lockdown even better than we used to be. Um, and I, I have really high hopes, but I guess that's the optimist in me is I just think that once this is all over, we could come out much stronger than we were before if we're smart about it yeah i guess your next album would be from from negativity to positivity back right <laughs> because <laughs> you start idea, as an yeah, optimistic so so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, it could be it could be that too 
but yeah I, I really do hope that people realize more about you know hashtag spread love uh but <laughs> yeah i mean so many people as you said like sitting at home and do not much then they realize starting to do something they like or always wanted to try and no need to really leave the house or as you said they don't need a whole studio to start putting the, the, the message out as as you started as well because i see in your facebook that you started to record that you are already you know just just start playing and and i to be honest i did enjoy the ghost song seeing you singing and not just hearing you on youtube if that makes sense oh i'm glad you did that i i get nervous because i feel like i don't sing as well live as i do when i record and can take several takes but um something about that song uh i love playing it i could play it a million times and i'd still love playing that song um it, it's always just a really, really fun feeling when you write songs. And there are some songs that you write that you're like, eh, I don't really like this one, but it's good enough. You know, and then later on, you really, really like that song. And then there are some songs that you write and straight away, you love it. And that's ghost song for me. The moment I finished that song, I kind of I told my wife, Chloe, I said, Chloe, come up here. And I had her listen to it and I'd sing it right in front of her. And um, it was just my absolute favorite. It's not really the type of song I would normally write. It was very different. Uh, I was trying something very, very different. And I'm glad I did. I think that's why you love it. Because you did something so different that you normally, you'd, you know, and, and, and that makes you, I don't know how. Like, how to get to the words but it's you maybe you just met a different side of you through this mm -hmm. song you know and you start liking that person as well so like i don't know i think that's a great way to put it i think it's a, <laughs> a different side of me that i was just introduced to um and it, it's interesting how writing can just bring out sides of you you didn't think you had um, and that's why I feel so, so big about getting it out there because I feel like it's not just a song or it's not just an album that I'm writing necessarily, you know, to be cool or to have a catalog or anything. It, it's something that really got to me even emotionally. And I feel like being able to share that in an album is, it's got me very excited. Well, I think it's it, it must it must be nice to have something like like that to be able to share your 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 feelings your emotions and you with others I mean it certainly it certainly is I feel like before when I wasn't a songwriter um I would play you know Billy Joel I'd play Neil Diamond I'd play piano bar classics and that was very, very fun. I loved doing it. Um, and I loved watching people have fun when I would sing those songs. Um, but it wasn't quite me. I feel like there's more of me to let out that I could, um, or at least more of my opinion or my 
point of view when it comes to these songs. And I feel like I get to have a bit more fun or a bit more enrichment out of um, out of singing my own songs and stuff. I, I don't feel like it's groundbreaking. You know, I don't think my perspective is a perspective that anyone's necessarily rushing to hear. Um, you know, there are several more interesting perspectives. There are several more interesting songwriters than I am. But this one for me and for my friends and for my family who have supported me so much, I feel like this is authentically me. And this is something that I wish I had done years ago. Well, one thing I've learned, well, I, I mean, I haven't really yet, but I'm trying to remind myself to not um, punish myself to, I should have done this a long time ago <laughs> because I, I do, I do with a lot of things, but as you said, but maybe just don't think that you should have done this long time ago or years ago, yeah. because it's just, it just stop, stops you or slow you down in your presence to. Well, I think it's a, a very tough one because a lot of people hear me talk about my old music and they see me be a bit, maybe a bit too harsh with it. Um, the reason I feel that way is because I used to be an egomaniac. I think, um, who was it? What was his name? I completely forgot his name. Uh, very, John Mayer. John Mayer said the same thing. He used to be an egomaniac, but uh, I feel like for me, I was so self-obsessed with making an album, becoming famous. I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get signed. I need to get a band. I need this and I'm going to be so special and important. Um, and I, I was a complete jerk to a lot of people and I was not the nicest guy. And I'm just very glad that I snapped out of that and that I never, never returned to that. Um, it, it feels weird now promoting my album because it feels like I am almost returning to becoming self-absorbed. So I'm trying my best to remember it's not the only album out there. You know, it's not the most special album on earth. Um, this is something that I would like to do for me in a really healthy perspective to do music for the sake of music. Whereas before I was so self-obsessed, I was so cruel to a lot of people that I did not mean to be cruel to, and I would uh, never want to be cruel to now. So this is kind of me coming back to music in a much more healthy mindset. I mean, that's good. And I don't think it's a bad thing if um, you trying to, spread the word that you are back i mean i haven't heard your old music which now i'm really curious about but um <laughs> like oh, no but i think to 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 say these kind of things out loud yourself for yourself now and people now may going to hear it that how you were i mean admitting that i think it's it takes a lot to and and it means that as well that you are not that person anymore. So I don't think you should really be afraid of that you you're going back to him. Mm. Yeah, I definitely hope so. I'm definitely glad that I'm in a, a much more um, 
a much more positive limelight when it comes to this or mind frame, I should say. Um, I think I used to be very competitive with other acts and other bands in the school and you know we would compete with each other and I would try my best to get another band and try to you know be incredible and this and this and that and it's just not worth it it's just not worth the time or the energy uh, to have that big of a head that I used to have Mm -hmm. I think it's just it's much better now to just relax be myself and you know, not try to be someone I'm not, which is, it sounds like very general advice, you know, don't be someone you're not always be yourself. And you know, you kind of roll your eyes when you're young. And you're like, (laughs) Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, But I think that's been one of my biggest lessons is to not try to be someone else. You know, don't try to be Elvis Presley, don't try to be uh, David Bowie, don't be Elton John, just be myself. And uh, I'm so glad that I'm getting around to that. And I'm so glad that I'm meeting other musicians that are really, really positive that kind of show me that they don't necessarily do music for any sort of benefit or for any sort of reason. I've met musicians that don't even do music for money or, or charge any money in the slightest. They just release it because they love music. And that's something I find incredibly inspiring is to just do music because you love music. Beautiful. Like, th- this is how it should be and whatever you put out to, to your universe, it will reward you in, in some ways anyway. So, mm. it's nice to I'm, give without expectations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... Um, I definitely want to keep doing albums after this. I want to keep experimenting with styles and I want to keep experimenting with different techniques. I think before I was obsessed with finding a style. So, you know, I can't use this type of drums because it's going to, you know, change my style or I need to focus on sounding like this or like this. I don't care anymore. I really, really don't. I think it's just fun to just do an album, do a concept. So I'm going to keep doing album after album after this or EP or singles, you know, whatever they want us to do these days. I'm just going to do what I see fit and just get them out there and focus on just being a good songwriter and, and saying what I have to say. Exactly. Like, and doesn't matter what the style is like, for like there's a lot of people out there who listen so many different of type of music like me i am more like it my main type of music is hip-hop and r&b um but i listen to metallica to to lame biscuit as well obviously from not not today's songs necessarily like in a pop or trap or what kind of i don't even know these ones but i i don't listen to today's music much there's some of them not too bad but i am a 90s and early early 2000 uh, girl so i i like those ones and but still even so i love hip-hop my absolute favorite singer is alicia keys and and i i am actually very critical 
girl when I hear a cover about her songs. <laughs> but they, it, but some of them was actually pretty good, and I have to like, yeah. I am quite a fan of Alicia Keys as well, and I find um, it's one of those I won't dare cover her. I, <laughs> I can't cover Alicia Keys because I know I won't do it as good as Alicia Keys, uh, not with my voice or anything. So I just love listening to the stuff she has. Um, there's even a a program I remember there. I was watching for different programs so I can put on my piano to make my piano sound a certain way. And there was a program that Alicia Keys came out with to make your piano sound like Alicia Keys piano. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get, it was, it was like $200 or something. And I said, oh, it's too expensive. Uh, but, you know, that was absolutely phenomenal. I was really hoping to get that. Um, just the way she has melodies just kind of roll off the tongue and, Mm. where she plays piano to it she makes it look effortless doesn't she yeah well definitely i mean i was i was really lucky that i've been i've been seeing her twice already and oh my god she's just i mean now i almost bought the tickets that because she meant to come here on the 9th which is i think it's gonna be in tuesday right in o2 in london um but i i i, I didn't because i said it's enough. I don't want to see her from far away. So next time I'm going to be buying the most VIP ticket where I actually can meet with her. I don't care how much it's going to cost to, but that <laughs> definitely, definitely once I, I have to, I have to just a couple of words, like how since I, I'm 17 hearing falling first time and I wasn't a fan first time, the woman's worth. Mm. The woman's word got me. The first moments I heard on, on, I think it was MTV or whatever was it? And it was like, whoa. I was like, no, no, let's go back. And since I, you know, I'm in love with Alicia Keys, so. <laughs> of course, of course. I think one of my favorite artists, it's so difficult because I really, really like Willie Nelson. I listen to Willie Nelson when I'm working. I listen to Willie Nelson when I'm cooking. I listen to Willie Nelson just whenever I can, just because he's very, very popular in Texas. So I grew up with Willie Nelson as a country singer. Yeah, I um, wanted to ask. I was gonna, well, I was gonna do like you and I was gonna get a big VIP ticket and you know go see Willie Nelson and you know I wanna meet Willie Nelson at some point. Um, but now I've moved all the way to the UK and Willie is usually all the way in the USA. And I, I think my, my chances of meeting Willie Nelson have gone down quite a bit now. Yeah, but is it impossible or well, you still go back sometimes to Texas, are you? Um, maybe one day. I I used to live in Texas, but I moved with my parents to Florida briefly. Oh, yes. So I lived there for maybe one month. Uh, my sister still lives in Texas. So when I go to visit her, if Willie Nelson is around and playing a show, I could maybe get a VIP ticket and maybe see him. Um, okay, maybe you can, you can sync the two, you know, I'm going to see my sister, but I'm going to see, you know, <laughs> make sure it's the same, the same thing. Hero, so we'll exactly. 
So do you like to play like country music as well or? Well, yeah, I think when it comes to covers, I used to be really, really big into old music. So I used to listen to a lot of old country music and I used to perform for a lot of nursing homes and a lot of old folks homes and they would want to hear old country music like Jim Reeves and, you know, like, um, you know, the old Gene Autry records and whatnot. And so I would kind of play those. And I, to this day, there's some of the most beautiful songs. Um, I think a lot of the outlaw generations. So a lot of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson and stuff like that. They have some beautiful, beautiful ballads that I'd love to play on piano and guitar. Um, whether I would consider myself a country singer quite yet, I don't quite think so. Just because country music has gone, it, it, it's its own very, very special thing right now. And despite being from Texas, my, my dad is from Los Angeles and my mom is from Cuba. So I haven't really had a very traditional Texas upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, I still went to football games. I still love tacos. I still, you know, I, I still do Texasy things and grew up in a Texas environment. But I don't think I'm necessarily as much of a, you know, Southern country boy as people mm -hmm. think I am at first. Uh, so a lot of the country music, whilst I love it, I don't necessarily write country style music. Um, I think I write acoustic-y music, sometimes folksy music. And every now and then I might write a country song, but I don't mm -hmm. think I have that inherent country style in me. Someone like Chris Stapleton might have, you know? Mm. Well, I, I don't really know names much. Obviously we, we can hear songs and sometimes, uh, but I, have a, I have a very good friend. Uh, who is really really into country music and she always goes these festivals and and concerts and, and stuff and so, because we work together we listen music as well and sometimes she put her music on and I don't really know people who sings but oh I know that song you know like because from from a radio and from TV you can you can hear or YouTube as well but I never re remember that name who is actually singing and right. the song. I mean, obviously after a while when I keep listening to the person, but at first, I, or just when you briefly know that song, well, who is it, you know, like, but um, yeah, she really loves country music. And what, it was weird for me because she also is a European, lives in UK and even six years younger than me. So I was like, are you actually that, in love with country music it was it wasn't it's in 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 europe it's not really a type of music you you're listening to so that's why i was like okay but it's that that's that's a beauty in it like the only type of music i really don't like is what made on a computer only like you know this techno uh, yeah. or house or these kind of ones. Techno mix. Well, they're definitely unique, aren't they? Uh, I think for country music, um, it's very interesting because one of my favorite Willie Nelson quotes is it's three chords and the truth. And I love that quote so much. But I used to do um, 
I used to do a British cruise ship. So I'd be the only American on a British cruise ship that had a lot of European crew members and whatnot. And I remember being on the piano and you have to know at least 500, 600 songs, which, you know, I was able to do, but I wasn't able to do all new songs. So I did quite a lot of old country music that a lot of these people had never heard before. And um, it was, it was fun because I thought it would get a bad reaction. I thought people would be like, what is this? But uh, they were really, really nice about it. And it was great. But I also think some of the best country music comes from people who aren't necessarily famous yet or aren't on the radio even. Um, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to take trips with a guy named Terry Strange and Sean Uton. And these guys were the most cowboy guys you can think of. They were very country. They played country music. They wrote country music. They were outlaws. They were exactly what you think of when you think of country music. (laughs) And they used to, basically, Terry would pick me up. We would go to a bar. And I would be too young to be in the bar at the time. So I would pretend that Sean Newton was my uncle. And I'd say, oh, it's Uncle Uton. You know, I'm, I'm his nephew. And they'd say, oh, okay. So then I could bring my piano in the bar and then I could sing my stuff. And then Sean and Terry would sing. And it was the most, it was the most country thing I think I've, I've done since being in Texas. Mm-hmm. Which they were really, really real cowboys in that mm-hmm. sense. I still, I still think about those days and just how fun they were. Yeah. It must be nice. Sounds like a, a funny, a funny um, experience. But it's, mm. it's it's good. So, but what you actually made you to do music? What actually made you to do music? Oh, that was um. So, before like, music, I wanted to be an actor. And so I was looking into like acting and whatnot. Um, But I think when I was really, really young, I took an interest in Elvis. So I saw a lot of the old Elvis movies. And, you know, when you're a young boy and you see Elvis Presley, he's, you know, the coolest. Um, Mm -hmm. My grandma was a massive Elvis Presley fan. So she got me a guitar for my birthday, a really bright, shiny red guitar. (laughs) And so... You know, I said, now I have this guitar. I went on the internet and I looked up chords and I kind of learned how to sing, you know, certain songs. And um, I don't know. I think I just naturally decided one day I want to write my own song. And um, I was a bit of a troublemaker in school. And they used to have a thing in American school called ISS, in-school suspension. So they take you out of class, they put you in a room, and it's like solitary. You know, you you look at your thing, you do your work, and there's no distractions, no nothing. Um, and I decided to write a song about it and and be like Johnny Cash. And so a lot of the kids around school were like, oh, play the song again, Andrew, play the song. And so I had a lot of very funny kids who liked the fact that I wrote a very funny song about being in ISS. <laughs> um, 
So that kind of fueled my ego. And so I'm going to write a song about this and write a song about that and write a song about this. And I just kept going. And eventually I started writing songs about serious things in life and whatnot. And I kind of wrote songs, you know, a bit more seriously. Um, and I had, you know, that album that I released, you know, with more songs in them. And then I just started playing more and more for money. So I started playing more because I didn't really have a job at the time. I would play as much as I could and I would treat it like a business. So I would do one gig for $400, one gig for $500, one gig for 200, you know, as many gigs as I could. Um, and then eventually we moved and I discovered cruise ships and I worked on cruise ships and, you know, it went from there. But it, it was interesting how I started off very much writing songs, writing those silly songs. And then it kind of went away and I did more of the, you know, party music for fun. Um, and then I kind of now I've gotten back to it because starting off, it was just it was very, very silly. It was, um, they used to have to escort me to and from lunch because kids would want me to sing the song, play the ISS song again. And, you know, um, teachers would say, no, 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 you know, don't bring your guitar, don't. And uh, it, it was very, very hilarious. It did a lot for my ego, though. Yes. I mean, I think we all had some some stuff back when we had our ego boosted but i guess this is uh, the journey of your songwriting that you started with a silly song when you were younger then you had a break from them because i guess um this is how you also gonna find your style because you you played other songs so you you are you are you're trying to like I don't know, searching, if, if that makes sense. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that as well, because obviously we are inspiring each other. And as, as you say, listening to Alicia Keys, or I mean, I would love to be able to sing just 10% of the how she does. Then, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's nice to even going through and that's like okay you're not going to write any song right now or maybe not sing for a couple of months because this is how you going to be like okay that 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 is me this song is me like your ghost song right right i think the um the other thing is when i would say this to anybody who wants to write a song i'm not an expert on songwriting but I'm an expert at getting the ball rolling at least, or not an expert, but I, I know how to get the ball rolling at least. And I know for anyone who writes songs, they'll agree with me. Um, the best thing is to just start writing, even if it's silly, even if it's not the best song, at least you're starting to write, at least you're starting to understand how a song will be structured and how you can make a song sound. Um, I think a lot of people are too afraid. They They don't want to, really put themselves out there and write a song because they're afraid it might not be good enough or it might not be cool enough or it might make them sound lame. Um, 
but I think the best thing to do, especially if you have your own rock band out there or you're trying to you know, be more musical, the best thing to do is just start. Even if it's not a song you particularly like, just start writing and then write another one and write another one and write another one and keep going. Yeah, exactly. But this is actually uh, can be applied in anything, like anything in life. Anything you think that you want to do, but you are scared. I have so many things of that because I know they are not perfect or anything like that. But this is the podcast as well. I have, I have nothing like professional or fancy gear whatsoever. None. This is an old Mac I am actually now using. I not even can download the iMovie on it. So because it's that that um all but it doesn't matter does it it does a job it doesn't matter in the slightest i i feel like this has been well it's my first and only podcast i've ever done but i feel like it's been very very fun and it's been very enriching and i i definitely want to listen to much more um i just i don't listen to podcasts quite yet to begin with just because i've never thought of it before um i, I think it was a very new thing, but now now that I know that they're out and about, I definitely want to start listening to some, especially with so many friends and so many great folks starting their own, such as yourself, because you don't need a big expensive rig to do a podcast. You know, you it, it's just ideas. It's the human element. And that's what I think makes it so great. Yeah, like um I even I, I thought I'm going to make an episode about like because I like to do like the video podcast because I am so uncomfortable being in front of the camera. This is me doing this podcast is all about uh, being much more confident in life because I, I'm not feeling doing this. That's why I wrote as well to you. I'm nervous because you're the second person I don't know who I'm talking, like I never met with. or And it makes me a little bit like I am, I am the person that you can talk to for hours if we meet in a cafe or at work or anywhere else. But obviously like this, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Well, not anymore because we are talking over an hour now. And of course, yeah. It's, it's, it goes away, but um, I, I started this because of lockdown. I was like, now or never? No more excuses. And the, the way you do, do as well with your, with your music, Exactly. I feel like that it's that, once again, that human element, the way you got yourself out of your comfort zone to do this, it's just kind of an aha moment for a lot of people right now in lockdown to where they just stop waiting for things. They stop waiting to depend on things they don't need. Um, so this is quite amazing. Now, is this your, how many episodes have you done of this? Um, I am very productive the last week. Uh, I already recorded uh, uh, quite a few and I started solo episodes. Uh, so right. I, that, I'm really, really not cool with that. Like, I feel like, oh my God. But um, I have uh, six out there, like is six published. And I recorded somebody last week and I have two on my own. And tonight as well, I'm going to have another one and this week. So I'm going to be over 10. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to do this series because I started another one 
uh, as in solo. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm creating different series so I can cover other stuff I am interested in. Um, but yeah, it's going to be now 10 episodes out there soon. So. Well, the, I appreciate you letting me on and I appreciate you letting me kind of plug my album and being on here and talking about it and stuff. You know, I, I really, once again, I, it feels great to just kind of be out here and announce it and, and talk to folks about it, let alone be on someone's podcast, you know, just to take the time and chat with me about it. I really do appreciate it. No, I, no, thank you. Because um, the whole reason I, I wanted to do this, I am not, I'm not going to create music. Well, only Phoebe Buffet covers. But um, other than that, is it's more like the things you already said, like it's, it's, it's a realization, like as you do search yourself through music, I'm searching myself through this. I, I wish I could sing or play music or anything like that to give back to people while I'm also trying to find, well, I don't think the right, right um, that's the right word to find, uh, more, more like create myself who I want to be, which I don't know who I want to be because I've, I've been asked today who you want to be as a person. So I don't know. There is no destination. It's, you know, what the, the character traits I like to have on every day as is, is must, it, it, it changes all the time. We do change. You changed. Your music changed. Alicia Keys' music changed. I don't, I'm not fan of all of her music. It, all of her songs much um, but obviously 99% I love all of it but some of them I don't listen all the time because they are not resonating with me as much exactly I think change I think the only constant thing with most of us is that we want to be happy and that's the main thing is just being happy I think especially now more than ever finding what makes you happy and focusing on it is what's important in lockdown at the moment. Uh, whether that be a podcast, whether that be making music, doing Phoebe Buffet covers, <laughs> listening to Willie Nelson, listening to Alicia Keys, just finding what makes us happy and doing it and not getting distracted with other things. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how, I mean, um, I don't know if you have more videos out there when you are actually singing yourself um but if if you ask me which you didn't but i really hope you will you will putting out music like that when even if you are not comfortable as much being on a camera just yet but just just even just show the guitar itself while you're playing on it or or the piano because i think people can connect with you much more when they see you of course i definitely intend to i think I'm still learning as I go when it comes to how to promote or release an album. Um, so there are a few songs that I'm, you know, a few songs I'm keeping secret until I release them. And there are a few songs that I'm going to go ahead and release. Now, my original plan was to do one video per week where I, I kind of show myself singing and playing. Um, it's a bit hard to do with all the scheduling and all the work that I got going on, I get tired or I'll forget. Uh, so what I'm going to probably do is I'm going to probably release, you know, a good video anytime I'm off work 
or you know good video when I can but I definitely want to get more content out there. I definitely want to start getting more YouTube videos of the singles, of the songs. Once the album actually comes out, I definitely want to, you know, get it in places uh, at an affordable price. You know, I'm looking into the pay as you pay what you want structure, just because I don't feel nice charging folks, you know, at $20, you know, 18 pounds for a CD or for an album. Uh, with all that's going on, you know, I, I feel better just kind of doing music because I enjoy it and hoping others enjoy it too. So I'm going to be looking at all the different things I can do. I know I finally have my music Facebook page up and running, um, just searching Andrew J. Boyer. I know I've got my website up and running now, uh, andrewboyer.co.uk. Um, so I'm just doing my absolute best, you know, Again, these might not be the most professional looking things out there, but I think it's a lot of fun. And I think I'm learning now that I don't have to be a PR manager or I don't need to have a professional promotion thing just to at least have fun and get out there. Because that's what I think it really is when you boil it down. It's just fun. It's enrichment. It's fun. And I, I definitely do intend to have more videos and more content very soon. Yeah, I mean, I have your websites open right here. And my website also is just such a mess and I need to work on it a lot. But I think yours is simple as it is and says about you and that's all the matter. It's there so people can find you. You know what I mean? I don't know about you. I am more like an Instagram person uh, the last few mm. years now. And uh, even on Facebook, you could, I mean, I had an idea already when you started to talk about ghost song, because how easy you can play that. And I know at the beginning, maybe it wouldn't be as many people, but I think you should do a live singing only with that song every now and then, because you say you could sing it forever. So you feel confident in that song. And you, you, you must be confident enough because you played already in front of other people and on the cruise ship. And so I don't think that's an issue for you. But I think if, if a ghost song is that close to your heart and you, you, you can't even stop singing it, I think that's, that could be your, your best song to start your whatever you can do on the internet from home. If, you, if, it, if it makes any sense. It definitely does. I definitely want to do a live video soon. And I think once lockdown is over and I can start performing live again, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go back and perform covers like Billy Joel or Sweet Caroline and stuff. Those were fun. And I still might do one every now and then, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to record. I'm going to perform these songs live and I'm going to perform Ghost Song Live. And I'm so excited for the first time I get to do that. Uh, because you're right, it is very near near and dear to me. And, you know, again, it's just more things to look forward to. I know it's it's really tough to think that way, being in lockdown, kind of feeling like it's taking forever. But eventually we're going to be out of it. Eventually I'm going to love to sing these songs live and maybe even have more songs written by that time. Uh, so I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to all of it. No, I... I... 
I mean, I am too for you, like, because, like, I mean, I don't know, uh, you, you are from Manchester, as you said, yeah, you are there or around. Um, I've been uh, just maybe a few times, it's open mic nights in the pubs where people are singing their yeah. own songs. I mean, some of them were like, okay, I mean, they are not, you know, but I, I don't really know how, you, uh, obviously, how you could go to a pub or a restaurants. I don't know if it's in England, anything like that, like when mm. the people can go and sing in restaurants. They're more like pubs do that, I think, but I mean, I'm not really going out person, so... It was interesting because when I was in, when I moved to Manchester, uh, there's quite a few pubs that I would perform at that were really, really great. Sulford Arms being one of them that was a phenomenal pub. Um, you know, Ken was really good. The, the owner there, Ken was really nice about letting me play my first gig in England at Sulford Arms. Um, you know, but there's also Manchester 235 Casino who's let me play and there's, you know, there's a few different restaurants and, and hotels and things that they, they've let me play and it's been good, but there nothing beats, like you said, a good old open mic with songs that I've written. Um, I think that's when everyone wants to hear original music. So to be able to go to open mics again, I'm, I, I went to one right before lockdown happened. Um, it was, I was very nervous because we were just learning about the coronavirus and I was going to a big open mic. So I was kind of nervous to, about, you know, any virus going around. So I told myself, okay, this is it. This is, I'll do one open mic and then, you know, I, I really need to calm down. So that was the only one I did and it was phenomenally fun. Um, so the, I think the moment lockdown finishes and life returns back to normal or better than normal i think i'm definitely gonna start doing those open mics again yeah it would be nice because then people actually could uh, listen to your album in in a different environment i mean obviously internet is it's an awesome tool what we have i can't even imagine how we could do this lockdown 20 years ago mm. <laughs> like i don't know what would i do but um it's it's i mean for me as i said i like any kind of music what made with with heart and uh, doesn't matter it's not my style i love listening to live music i love to see how is it being made if it makes sense i love drum i i really love to watch drum when somebody's playing on it, I'm so fascinated by it. But it's it's always always such a hmm. I, I don't know. It's just beautiful to say music, not just hearing it. Absolutely, it's there's something about watching a musician work and kind of seeing what they do. Now I play piano, I play guitar, harmonica and maybe ukulele and those are my instruments those are my instruments but i when i used to play and sing on cruise ships they'd have actual orchestra musicians that would sing and they wouldn't sing but they would actually play their instruments and read the sheet music and just watching them go just watching them see a sheet of music and completely just play it 
straight away was phenomenal. It was just watching their fingers work and stuff. There's something about watching a musician that just, it's a bit of magic, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, I was always jealous that somebody actually can read those. I mean, I was, obviously we had class of like singing class or whatever back in elementary school, but I didn't even know how you can read that. I mean, my brother can because it's a nicest way. I was pushing him to go and learn some instrument. So he was learning trumpets and now he's beatboxing <laughs> and rapping. But, <laughs> but um, now we have 15 years between us. So I, I, I had a big influence on, on, on him, of course. But when, when he wrote music, he wrote a song in, in trumpet when he was eight years old. And he played it in front of us, like, oh my God, like he can actually read that thing and not just read it, wow. he wrote a song. He wrote and made the lines and everything because he, he ran out of the proper page. Like, and I was like, Jesus Christ, he's a genius. I hope he's <laughs> yeah. not gonna hear this oh. now because he's gonna have a big ego now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that's so young to start off as well. Eight years old and already writing, and that's pretty good. Yeah, he he did he did write that, and I don't think we have it on video or stuff. We may have it somewhere, but I don't know. I keep saying to him, I'm going to buy a trumpet just just in case if he wants to play again. Of course, of course. Well, I really, really do appreciate you having me on the podcast now. I do have to get going because I do. Have oh yeah, yeah. House, sorry. Housework and some chores. <laughs> of course, now that's why I said that it's hard to stop sometimes to talk about things that we love, because it's just. Um... Of course, of course. Well, this was really, really a casual time. I remember you telling me it was going to be very casual, like we were at a cafe, and I really, really, I really like this structure. Because I was really I, nervous that I was going to say something wrong or, or not know what to say. But this has been really fun. No, as I said, um, as I said, I don't even know how to be professional. So it's just like, this is, this is me, this is you. So it's just, let's, let be, let's be us. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I like it. I don't, I don't want to pretend somebody I'm not. And that's, that's all. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Mitty. I appreciate it. Thank you, T. And I'm looking out for you. And of course, when you have something, definitely you have to send it to me. And um, I let you know when the big editing is done, which is not, not a lot going to be, as I said, because it's just how it is. And you say if it's okay with you or not, it goes exactly out. Exactly right. Well, it sounds good. I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much, and you have a lovely rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>